0: What you're about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Today's topic is going to be risk aversion in retirement. Now, risk aversion is avoiding risk or not liking risk, and that seems to be the case for many retirees, but I want to talk specifically about this behavioral concept of risk aversion and uh, how it can sometimes be very irrational. For instance, you might be offered a bet or a outcome that's going to be favorable, yet you just don't take it which is not rational for a lot of people, but a lot of people do it anyway. And so to help me illustrate this and talk about this, I'm going to bring in my trusty sidekick because he acts very irrational. I know he is risk averse. (laughs) There he is. Tony, welcome to the show. How are you doing today,
1: Tony? Risk averse. I am risk averse to some extent anyway. Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Dan. This is going to be a great show. You know how I know that? Because I got dice behind me, yeah. <laughs> because of your background image, it's very cool. I roll the bones, as I like to say.
0: Yeah. That's- so I, I was going to. I'm going to give you some scenarios. I was going to use a coin flip. So I was going to put a coin behind me, but I said, oh. you know, let's roll the dice instead with this. Oh, image. I like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, coin flip, just a coin behind you. That wouldn't work. That doesn't. Yeah.
0: So Tony. Yes. I want to talk about risk aversion.
1: Okay. Okay. And I
0: want to relate it to retirement because this is a retirement show. But before we get into how it relates to retirement, I want to offer you some options. I'm going to give you some scenarios. Okay. That have to do with gambling. Not gam well, yeah, it's a gamble, a little bit. If you gambling. Yeah. It's it's I want to see if you are capable I I want to and I want you to be honest. You know, and be as open as you I can. I always about am. This.
1: I always am. Don't you know think that.
0: about what the lesson is. I'm not trying to hit you on the head with one here. Let's make it fun like we're in a casino. What do you say?
1: Oh. Casino? I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. Ah.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. So now you're we're in gonna,
1: the mood. I'm gonna hit it big. You know, oh listen to that. It's paying out. I love that. I love that a big payout there we go yeah, there we you know go. that All right.
0: that's for those that have been <laughs> in casinos that's one of the annoying sounds actually it brings out the worst in some people <laughs> oh
1: i'll be honest dan i am not a fan of casinos and gamble, yes we so did a I'm-
0: show you and I in Vegas yeah. together, literally in Vegas. That's and you true. Didn't. We
1: were both in Vegas, and neither one of us are big Vegas guys. That's for right. sure.
0: I mean, I like to go there, but I, I'm not a big gambler, per se. I, right. I do like playing poker, but that's...
1: I like playing, playing you know. blackjack, but not gambling. So uh, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Play it by yourself
0: in front of a mirror?
1: Well, okay. yeah, I don't know how so that works, but...
0: This is, this is not real money, but I want you to try and pretend it. And listeners, I want you guys to answer the question... In your heads as well. How would you go about answering this? And if yeah. you don't like the way Tony is responding, <laughs> be sure to comment about it so I can pick on it. Oh, yeah. Heads. Please comment. So here's comment the first scenario. Not
1: Tony. liking me. I love how you demand they do that.
0: <laughs> scenario number one, Tony. I'm going to flip a coin. Okay. If it's heads, you win $101. Okay. If it's tails, you lose $100.
1: So, you've got a coin with two tails on um, tails on tails. No, okay. I knew you were going to say
0: that. Let's, it's a standard <laughs> coin that, uh, you know, it's not a trick coin. Sure. It's one they would use at, at an NFL game to decide who kicks off. Um, okay.
1: Why don't you let me choose heads or tails?
0: Okay, whatever. You and if choose, I guess right. right, and if I if guess you, If right. you guess correct, you win 100. If you guess incorrect, you lose 100. You win $101 or you lose 100. Would you take that bet?
1: Oh, so if if the if it if I'm wrong, I have to pay you.
0: You pay a hundred. If I if you're right, I pay you a hundred and one.
1: No, I wouldn't take that bet because I don't want to lose a hundred dollars.
0: Okay, I knew you would say that. All right.
1: So, you did? <laughs> yes. Well, scenario. You what if I said, what if I said I'd do it, flip the uh, coin?
0: I have like a choose your own adventure notes here that I could switch based on your responses. <laughs> it's very uh, system dynamic.
1: But if I had said yes, uh, would you flip a coin? And if I win, you'd give me $100. Oh, we
0: could do these if you want. We can, you know, we'll have to meet up. All right. Here's scenario 1A, Tony.
1: No, we can do it right now. You could flip a coin. Do you trust me? well you'd have to flip it and catch it where i can see it and then show it to the camera so no nothing going on down here below your hands down here
0: i have i have my kids doing the disclaimer at the end of the show do i have to add that we do not condone gambling here i don't need the sec if if we actually
1: did that yeah we couldn't do it on the show i guess so (laughs) all
0: right so same scenario um you win 101 dollars, or you lose 100 but we repeat it quickly A thousand times through a computer algorithm. What would you do then? I'd still say no. You'd still say no. Okay, fair enough. A lot of people will say, I don't, I don't, it's not worth it to me for a dollar to risk a hundred. Or, well, actually, they would risk a hundred and one. They would get a hundred and one on a coin flip. So theoretically, you know that. That's a favorable bet, right? You understand that this is a favorable bet.
1: Um, it could go either way, though. It's really almost a 50-50 chance. It is a lose 50-50. 100. So I've got a 50% chance of losing $100, so no.
0: Right. The, I, I get yeah. that. But what if you repeat it 1,000 times? You know that the expected outcome is you're going to make money.
1: So a computer algorithm repeats it 1,000 times. Uh, you're talking about the stock market now.
0: Oh, see you're jumping ahead i'm just you so you still wouldn't take this bet right a lot of people i'd will rather not take the bet over time when they say it's going to be yeah. repeated a thousand times they say oh probability of me coming out ahead is high so why wouldn't i right yeah but if he but 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 you said let's just do it once you wouldn't do it right most people say i won't do it once but i'll do it a thousand times yeah doesn't make I'm sense. Even to me. The,
1: I'm even hesitant on that. You are. I told,
0: <laughs> I warned the viewers that you were a risk averse person. Yeah, so this is, all yeah. right, let's move on to the second scenario. Heads, you win $2. Tails, mm-hmm. you lose a dollar. So if you're right, you get $2. If you're wrong, i you you would that do that. You would do that. You would take yep. that bet? Yep. Definitely 100%. Yeah. Okay. Scenario I only three. lose a
1: dollar, but I could win $2. Right. So. Two to
0: one odds on a 50 50 coin flip. Yeah. You'd be, I think you'd be crazy not to take it, right?
1: Yeah. But why'd you why'd you go down to a dollar? I'd rather two hundred dollars I win, two hundred and one dollars I win. Tony, and how about
0: this? Heads you win twenty thousand, tails you lose ten thousand.
1: I can't afford to lose ten thousand.
0: <laughs> so think about this. Okay, you'd do it two dollars to one, but you uh-huh. wouldn't do twenty thousand to ten.
1: Nope. Wouldn't
0: would you do two dollars to one? 10,000 times
1: I might <laughs> see what I see what I did there All and the right, thing my answers are what's <laughs> ironic about my answers is you'd say would you do it if a computer algorithm did it a thousand times back to back well I am I do have money in the stock market in my 401k and my IRA as you know so I am actually doing that yet I'm saying I wouldn't and I think that's a good point for your show. A lot of people who would say be like me and say, no, I'd never do that. They probably have a 401k where they're doing it every day, right? Am I right?
0: You are, and you're jumping ahead again. But <gasps> think this through. So $2 mm-hmm. to win, $1 to lose. You take yeah. that bet in a heartbeat. But 20000 win, 10000 lose. You don't. And it's the same exact, you know, different really it's just ratio it's the same ratio so why are you hesitating here
1: because the words lose ten thousand dollars are on the screen right so you have a, and i'm like i can't afford to lose ten thousand dollars
0: right so this is risk aversion right so that Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always work that way because you have to just factor in like you'll jump on the one dollar two dollar because it's in your it's in your comfort level but once you start getting with bigger numbers yeah okay here's another scenario tony you win a million dollars if it's you guess right and you lose a hundred thousand if you're wrong Mm. 10 to 1 Mm. on a coin flip 50 50 Mm. 10 to
1: 1 that's tempting mortgage the house for that hundred thousand i'm actually tempted on that one i'm tempted all right so
0: 10 to 1 tempts you
1: so we're going to do this. You'd make this bet with me. You'll pay me a million dollars if I win. So, <laughs> no. yes or no? You you
0: you do that. If you if this was I mean, I'm not going to say you have to decide, but imagine this this was a scenario. This isn't a slam dunk for you though. You you'd have no. to really think about this. Yeah. You'd have to talk to your wife, too. We talked about how we did a show on financial decision making and divorcing. <laughs> Watch that, but
1: yeah yeah, she wouldn't let me do it, but I'd probably be tempted by a million dollars
0: all right. here you you said you'd mortgage your house on it. i I know you so well that I anticipated you would say that. So I'm going to ask uh, the scenario four in a different way. And this is the last one. okay, So then we'll move on to <laughs> scenario four eight. It heads if you get it correct, you add a million dollars to your home equity. If you get it wrong, you lose a hundred thousand in
1: your home equity. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Why?
0: How is that any different than a million dollars cash, a hundred thousand dollars cash?
1: Because I don't, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars liquid that I would be willing to let go. Okay. But home equity is easier because it's there, and I, my bank accounts don't go down, and I can still keep making my uh, payments and things like that. The you know what I mean? Would go
0: up. You'd be paying more on that money, a hundred thousand in interest because of it. True. So.
1: I would take that deal in in a heartbeat, that home equity. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know I'd say that?
0: No, of course, of course. (laughs) You know, it's, but is it, am I wrong in saying this is irrational to me?
1: No, no, I get, I get, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, home equity to me is I don't personally, you know, home equity is out there. I'm not using it right now. That kind of thing, a hundred thousand dollars in cash. Where am I going to come up with that? Um, It's not in my bank account. I don't want to cash out my savings or my investments and, you know, That that kind of thing worries me, but home equity isn't as like if to get a million dollars, you know.
0: So home equity is this nebulous thing; it's not right front and center. Same with the stock market, like you mentioned, four hundred one k. People taking these risks over time, but what's interesting about retirement? I want to bring this to retirement. Is is that this and this? I mean, thanks for playing along. I'm not picking on you at all. I'm being serious Of course
1: you are. I'm always picking picking you, but no. I love how you pick on me the whole show. It's
0: it's easy for me to say (laughs) to somebody, oh, yeah, why wouldn't you take the million-dollar bet? It's 10 to 1, you know? But then people immediately say, well, if you do it a 1,000 times, I would take that bet, you know? But you Mm -hmm. still could lose a million dollars if you do it a 1,000 times, you know? Yeah. So it's a unique... And I don't want to get into the psychology of it. The show is... I want to talk more about how it relates to retirement because you can make the case risk aversion has been analyzed and you can read studies on it, but a risk averse person, you know, once the expected returns are concave in a little chart, mm-hmm. that means that they're not going to take the bet. So you were close to that. You know, you, you were textbook like, Hey, uh, I'm not going to take that bet and then do it a thousand times. I'm still not going to take that bet. You, you're you pretty, solid on that but once you start yeah. getting into to home equity and you yeah know, you start to think oh that's, <laughs> once you remove yourself a little bit from it okay. uh uh-huh. so let's talk about risk aversion in retirement i want to talk just about insurance deductibles mm. because this is a you know insurance is a risk mitigation that's really what it is right so are you the type that likes to have co-pays that you know are going to be low Yep, or do you like to have a huge deductible that you have to meet? Well,
1: I, I like having copays. So because uh, I know that doctor's visit would is worth three hundred dollars, and if I'm only paying thirty, I think that's awesome. Or twenty five, or twenty for a copay. I like copays. I don't like plans where you pay everything out of pocket up until a certain point. And that's one reason why I know everybody's big on HSAs. You're big on HSAs. But my problem with HSAs is I still have to pay the premiums every month, and there's still a a ceiling that you have to hit before – The insurance company will kick anything in. And then I'm responsible for everything up to that point. And the HSA money is my money. I put that. So I'm still paying premiums and I'm putting my own money into the HSA and I'm not getting those uh, co-pays. So I'm paying $300 a doctor's visit.
0: I get it. I get it. That's why these plans exist and people lean to them, but I don't like them. Here's why. We did a show on dental insurance. I'll put that up there. Remember how I talked oh, yeah. about how, you know, people might be paying 50 bucks a month for a dental plan and they're getting up to 1500 or $1,500 of coverage, right? And so they, they just like the idea of having dental insurance because they like going and getting a free cleaning. Yep. You know, I put that in air quotes, free cleaning <laughs> or a reduced price for a filling or whatever it is, right? But in reality, when you think about it, you're paying 50 bucks a month, which is $600 a year, whether or not you use it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you're only gonna get 1500 of coverage, so you're really only getting $900 of insurance if you think about it. Sure. So having a high deductible is a good way to ensure. and yes, you pay 300 to go to the doctor, but what if you save 300 a month in your price? you know, people sure. that are risk averse are willing to pay more now for coverage that really doesn't add up. Right. Right. Uh, it's, it's a unique thing. And a lot of people, when they're looking at Medicare supplements, plan N versus plan G, the main difference between these two and people that aren't on Medicare or that aren't on med- supplements, they have no idea what I'm talking about, but those that do know what exactly what I'm talking about. A plan G covers everything, Um, that a plan N does, except plan N makes you pay a $20 copay to see the doctor. Okay, Mm. so you know that you're going to pay $20 every time you go to the doctor. What if it costs $30 a month less? Would you take it? Well, that depends. How many times am I going to go to the doctor? I don't know. Well, it's a gamble, right? It's a risk. Yeah, yeah. You would say, just give me, I'll pay the full price. I don't want to have a copay. I'd rather just, you know. But if you do the math and say, well, I'm only going to go to the doctor four times a year, so I'm actually saving money if I go that way. But what if I don't? You know, So again, that's an example of how risk aversion can affect people's retirement. Another example, uh, Tony, is the stock market. Yes. So this is the biggie, right?
1: I jumped ahead to that earlier.
0: No, but it, it's it. you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. So people invest in the stock market. And when they retire... The big thing is let's get bonds. Let me get fixed income. Let me put all my money in cash, money market, fee, fixed annuities, CDs, bonds, right? That's safe. That's safe. I don't want yeah, any safety, more risk.
1: Safety, yeah,
0: yeah. But but if you think about it rationally, why were you in stocks to begin with? If you know the outcome is going to be favorable, and how do you know the outcome is going to be favorable? Like, the, like this scenario. Heads, you win 20. Tails, you lose 10,000. If you're going to flip a coin every day for the rest of your life, you would take this bet. Well, you should because you know in the long run, you're going to come out ahead. If you do this 10,000 times, you will win money. You The risk of you losing is zero because if you do it an infinite number of times, you're going to come out ahead, assuming the coin is 50-50. So with the stock market, if you look at his history, and say, over a 20-year period, there is no 20-year period in the history where you lose money in the market. People still are like, no, I want it in bonds. Because yeah. they're focused on the short-term volatility. You were focused on that, I lose 10000 right now. But if you spread it out and you say long-term, you should just let it go. You should take the bet. A rational... I'd be... I'd smack you in the head and say, Tony, take that bet. But what would happen is in your brain, you're saying, what if I lose that first one? What if I lose that first flip and I have to pay $10,000? I don't have it ready. I'm nervous. I don't want to lose. And that's what happens when people retire. What if the market tanks right away? Or what, you know, I need this money to live. This is all I got. I don't want to run out. They don't think rationally about their expected return in the stock market. Why are we putting in bonds when you know the stock market's going to do better, right? I think any rational person would say, given a 20-year period, the stock's going to outperform the bonds, right? I think that's generally understood. Right. But
1: what you're saying is dependent on time horizon then, because if you have 20 years, that's one thing. But let's say you only have four or five years.
0: Yes. So risk aversion is useful, but you have to match... With the time horizon. Yeah. So this is where, hey, you know, you lose five hundred thousand if you lose, or you win a million. Well, that's a great bet, right? But yeah, if you're only gonna do it once, you could see how people say, Whoa, I don't have five hundred thousand to lose. If you're retiring and you only got four years where you're gonna be spending this money, that's not what you put in the market. But what you do put in the market, what you do put at risk for the long term. Why wouldn't you go all in in stocks? Why would you own a bond if your time horizon is 10 years?
1: Hmm. Well, I think because uh, we always hear the, the traditional uh, w- conventional wisdom or con- the conventional line would be you need a balance of low risk and high risk because low risk or no risk, because what if you need that money? And you don't want it tied up in the market. And it happens to be a time when you need the money and the markets down. I think that's, that's one, but, but your point about bonds, but what you're saying about bonds rings true right now, because bonds are horrible. I mean, right. Uh, the bonds have (coughs) been horrible for a while now. And I mean, they aren't making any money, but very little
0: majority of people in this country own them. Yep. The question is why. And I think, it's a risk aversion, so my here's my thought to kind of
1: because it's sum conventional it up. wisdom,
0: right? And I think people are looking at it the wrong way. Um, what they should do first is say, "What is my time horizon?" Because you yes. just, I, I, if you said, oh, "Well, the reason why people have bonds is because they might need that money in the short term." Well, if you, mm-hmm. if you might need that money in the short term, then your time horizon isn't long term.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you have to parse out the money you're going to need in the short term. And anything you're gonna need in the long term, that's when you roll the dice. That's when yep. you go big, right? Yep. And you just and but people don't seem to do that. I think that's just the general point I want to say is risk aversion. you know, when I asked you these questions, you answered how i I knew you would, but a rational computer would say you're an idiot, right? Right, but I don't say you're an idiot because I feel the same way. i you know, would I risk a hundred thousand to win a million? I don't have 100,000 sitting around. I, I, would th- I would think long and hard about it. But if you ask the computer, they'd be like, well, you know, before yeah. you finish the sentence. Yeah. They don't have these emotions. They don't have this risk aversion. And they don't have to worry about other things. And I think what people so them do it's just they-
1: math. Yeah. I right. mean, if you just look at the math.
0: Right. It right. makes sense if you just look at yeah. the math. You just take the bet. but life gets in the way. But so you're
1: not telling you're not telling people Dan to put everything at risk.
0: Absolutely not. What I'm saying is think about what your time horizon is and if it's long term, let's just say 10 or more years. Sure. Why would you not go with risky assets in that? Why wouldn't you? And people usually have a one bucket of 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 401k. Sure. And I'm 40 years old. I got 25 years before I'm retiring. I own 80% stocks and 20% bonds. What's the 20% bonds doing for you? The It's standard practice, right? But the 20% bonds is is reducing the volatility in the short term. In the short yeah. term. Yeah. When you look at if it you're every only day.
1: 40, if you're only 40, it is kind of crazy. You should have closer to 100%. Of your investments
0: theoretically uh, right then why don't we why don't most people risk averse or irrational it seems irrational to me i'd well, like to have the conversation with people
1: correct me if i'm wrong but pressures on you as a financial uh services professional i think i think the uh you know between all the organizations that are out there that um I don't want to use the word police, but oversee and, you know, you're held to a standard and our license. And I think the pressure is to have not, you know, you're not supposed to have all of your clients money at risk. You've got to the pressure is for you to okay, you got to have this amount in bonds. And I think that's just conventional wisdom. And that's the I think aren't you pressured as a financial services professional to put some of your clients money in bonds? Well, you Regardless. think about it the
0: people the people that oversee me, the the regulators, will look yep. and say, how, do, how is it possible that the 70 year old has 100 percent in the stock market? Well, yeah, that portfolio you're looking at, but we fail to to realize, and this is the goal of the certified financial planner is they have a pension, they have uh, guaranteed income coming over here. Um, they have some assets in cash over here yes their investment portfolio is 100 percent in because they're not planning to touch that for 10 20 years yeah they're only 70 they're already 70 10 years seems like a long time but they have their bases covered so why not go for the, the home run so i think people generally speaking feel like oh i have to have some bonds i just have to yeah maybe not maybe yeah. that is irrational yeah, but I'm definitely. You're right. I'm not saying everyone should go all in, right?
1: Well, no. Um, everybody's situation is different. We got to point that out. You're not. Right. You're not recommending everyone do the same thing or put go all in because right. everybody's situation is different. Some people uh, need that money to. They're going to need all the money they have invested to live on day to day. If somebody has, like you say, if they have a pension you know, from the government to the military or a big, you know, one of the big companies that still offered pensions and they have social security and they have other income, you know, then, then, then it's a different story. But if, yeah, it it all, end their time horizon,
0: time horizon, their net worth. Yeah. Maybe they want to leave all
1: their investments to their family. Right. What better way, you know, or save it for long-term, pull it out when they need long-term care. Right at twelve thousand so, dollars a month.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, but if you had a right. million dollars and you put it all in, what's risk free? Closest thing we might have is treasuries, treasury inflation protected securities, right? Tips. Um, they what are they giving? One percent. So you're going to get ten thousand dollars of income off a million. It's inefficient. It's it's irrational. But hey, if someone wants to do it, so be it. But if you have your income set, if you have your safety net set. And if you have bonds, let's say you have bonds, okay, that's that's short term. Yeah. You need to then separate the long term, and then go on. I yeah. What I'm saying is, I think there's some irrational behavior here, sure. But it's easily explained as we went through the scenarios. You, you can, you're a completely rational person, but you can act irrationally when numbers get a little dicey. Well, yeah. My
1: so to speak. <laughs> oh, I should yeah. have had it queued up. I should have had the <laughs> the crickets. So
0: <laughs> I just wanted to point out to people, you know, risk aversion is something that we all face. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are not risk averse at all when they should be. Right. Right. So. Right. And they might have a gambling problem. But what happens is people need Did you to say reflect. gambling. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On that note, I know it's. 21 and over only to gamble. I'm going to bring in my kids to end the show, Tony. Thanks for being a good sport and helping me through uh, a a risky scenario that we went through. (laughs) The topics on this show are wide
1: ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these
0: ideas or